0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious... Ladies and gentlemen, to the EIB network, it is I, El Rushbo, Rush Limbaugh to you, fine folks in Rio Linda, you deplorables and clingers who have not been forgotten by this administration. Folks, the drive-bys are at it again. I know, I know, it it was just last week that they were at it again. But this time, they decided to attack the good sensibilities of this good nation. The people who who voted for good people like Donald Trump. President Donald J. Trump to the liberals in Hollywood. Parker, I want you to cast your mind back. It's 20 years ago. 20 years ago, Uh the Oscars were held. There was a great movie released for our time. A visionary director, Paul Verhaer, whatever what? How do you pronounce his name? Sounds foreign to me. He released a movie called *Starship Troopers*. It had some of the greatest visual effects, real pathos and ethos. You ask any Hollywood liberal today, they don't know what that is. Ask Robert De Niro. Go ahead, ask him. Ask you ask him. Ask Adam movie, West. You? Oh, you can't he's dead so now we we look at this movie and we say oh it is it still holds up it is a movie for our time it was a movie for everyone's time and it still lost the oscar for best visual effects to titanic another movie from the social justice warriors they weren't called that at the time we missed this one we're picking up on it now parker your thoughts
1: you're not gonna do this for two hours. And right? it continues today.
0: Oh, it continues today because Shape of Water is a movie that just won Best Picture. I I know you folks, you didn't watch the Oscars. You had better things to do. I am sure the Bruins game was on instead. But the Oscars were indeed held last night. I you know, Sterling, Sterling, Sterling. Did you did you get the numbers on the Oscars? You got the numbers on the Oscars. the The numbers on the Oscars are down, folks. There, it's just like the NFL. The ratings are through. <laughs> The pavement. There, No one's watching TV anymore. People are turning to their books. People are turning to their families. People are turning to yard work. They don't want to watch TV. They don't want to watch Hollywood. Because you ignore great war movies. So much Like The through. Darkest Hour. No one talks about so The Darkest segments. Hour. No one talks about Dunkirk. This Instead, is my darkest hour. they talk about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Doesn't sound like very much fun to me. I didn't even watch it. They talk about The Shape of Water in which... A mute woman has, well, in my let's say, that, say it like this. She has what Bill Clinton did to Monica Lewinsky with a
1: fish in a bathtub. This
0: too. is the future that liberals are after. This is what they want for our children. And I won't even get into Call Me By Your Name. I can't do anything else. I'm sorry. That, that went on a little bit longer than I thought. It didn't even Are make you it three upset minutes. that Heaven's Not Real 2 got snubbed? <laughs> I did, they did, oh, that didn't come out last year. I would have. I'm right 99.5% of the time. They, I, I don't well, think I that came naturally, that. didn't it? I've heard that one a million times. I can't do God's Not Dead 2. Kevin Sorbo, <laughs> fresh <laughs> off his success on Hercules, The Incredible Journey. Um, <laughs> I prefer the other robot, Crow. <laughs> Got him. Uh, his old nickname, Jim. It was a, it was a great robot. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh Parker, Let's just uh, pull out of that skid Parker, did you watch the Oscars?
1: no not, oh, i followed I'm, it on the internet yeah. <laughs>
0: because i don't have cable uh, me neither i boycott it because the colin kaepernick thing so i looked up <laughs> <laughs> the, i looked up the winners God afterwards the and uh let's bring back our uh, our bets from swinging pizzagate let's go ahead and uh bring those back the way i got it set up now is uh, we're going to do this as, instead of the news i'm sorry if you had some what did you have some news or something
1: I had so much, but it can work. Okay, It's not that timely. Okay, we'll,
0: we'll we'll get it. It'll hurt just as bad next week. Good, fantastic, because this is going to take us a little bit of time.
1: Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman, baby.
0: <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> she looks just like Cheetah. Anyway, <laughs> so what we'll do is I, I've got a notepad pulled up here, and I'm going to just uh, list off who wins each category. I'll give what I thought should have won, you give... Uh, I, I guess your pick and I'll read out the winner and whoever wins with the most uh, will assign the loser the punishment. Is that cool with you? Oh, yeah. so let me just pull up the list. No, no I, I, absolutely I will be did. the <laughs> I will be the impartial judge. I'll just pretend that I
1: don't know all of the answers of who actually won here. Okay. I'll follow my heart. Okay,
0: we'll start off. Best
1: film... Like, it doesn't matter. I could list everything off that actually won, and somehow the math's just not gonna add up in my favor, I feel. All right,
0: All right best film editing. I, I, I wanted I, Tonya to win. Uh, what did you get? I don't even know who's nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me a fucking bone. I remember
1: best editing. Here, Baby Driver, sure. Oh, uh, that, that, that
0: was actually the one that was nominated for. No, Dunkirk won, so neither of us get a point. Uh... <laughs>
1: Why'd you draw a little tick next to your name? I,
0: You know, that's the thing is, I think Dunkirk's actually a really good winner for best film editing, but I, this is one of the very few ones where I feel like I, Tanya, was edited even better. It really, really helps the pacing of the story. It really helps like the comedic timing and everything. It was really well edited. I have to give him a lot of credit for it. Next one, best visual effects. I wanted Blade Runner 2049 to win, and you wanted...
1: Look, you know I wanted Blade Runner, but I'll say Star Wars because I bet it'll make you happy Hey,
0: one point for Chris. Alright, I got that one right. second,
1: why do you have two under your (laughs) name?
0: Best costume design. Should we uh, give this one a free space? You and I both know. Yeah, this was going to be Phantom Threat. That's the the (laughs) Gary
1: Oldman bingo spot right there. Excuse me? I mean, was there any chance Gary Oldman wasn't winning for best actor? I
0: said best costume design i know it's oh. the same thing. oh okay it's yeah oh, all right because that's the thing darkest hour is also nominated i was like oh am i going to take away a point <laughs> no. no you can't take a <laughs> phantom thread wins because that's what the movie's about It's about costume design can you imagine how steamed i would have been if beauty and the beast had won <laughs> oh my god uh this is the one where we might as well assign this one to be a free space best makeup and hair hairstyling kind of- obviously yeah, it's not- the last jedi well, that wasn't not me. It's from so it, the casino planet. It was all the outfits it, and monsters. It and It was duels. Darkest Hour one because it was up against Wonder and Victor and Abdul. No, no one watches Wonder. Movies. That
1: movie that I have no interest in watching. Yeah. I'll end up red boxing and I'll cry through the whole thing. Best production Heal design. A of a bones.
0: Parker. I gave you time to Google what best production design means. Uh, I picked The Shape of Water here, and you picked. I'm gonna go with Star Wars again It wasn't nominated Okay, I get the point for Shape of Water <laughs> God damn it Okay, best cinematography Canto bite was an immersive casino world <laughs> That planet had a name besides Casino Island? You dare challenge my autism Dude, I'm gonna play the Sonic the Hedgehog Casino planet music Anyway, uh, best I cinematography sure I picked Blade Runner 2049 Please pick something on the list you can send me the list whenever you want, <laughs> You did look it up?
1: I I was going to pull it up and you will no at me. <laughs> Hang on. Because <laughs> obviously my real answer would be Blade Runner. Okay, yeah,
0: well, that, then let's go with that. That actually won, so we both get a point. All right? See? Because, by the way, that category
1: should have just been Blade Runner five times. Well, that's the thing is, what the other one doing? that
0: people were really picking here was Shape of Water. People kept saying, oh, yeah, Shape of Water has this one easy. Look, Shape of Water was very well shot, but... Come on, look at Blade Runner Twenty Four. It is so easy on the eyes. You texted me. You said that's going to be the reason I get a four K TV.
1: Absolutely is. Yeah, I. They're going to be like under a thousand dollars on Black Friday, and I'm going to make a whole bunch of mistakes. Oh man,
0: I might have to make one too. I can't. Even, I don't even have a room 59 for 59. it in my room, and I'm still going to get one.
1: Blade Runner Twenty Four. is just a warm blanket. It is. All right, it's just a nice Sunday afternoon. Mm. Yeah. So,
0: all right, let's just record this tomorrow. I'm going to watch Blade Runner again, actually. <laughs> so, best sound editing. You go first. I picked Dunkirk. Damn it, so did I. All right, hey, point for both of us, although that one was pretty easy. I I keep telling people you have to watch it. I'm making a comeback. I feel like there's no possible way. Best Sound Mixing, I also picked Dunkirk. Same. All right, very good. Uh, Oh, one of the other categories for Baby Driver, which I hope never actually wins another award just because it makes me (laughs) uncomfortable. Uh, This might as well be a free space. Best Original Song, Remember Me from Coco. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean that Call Me by Your Name song was that was a strong one. I kept meaning to watch that all weekend and I just kept waking up at two in the afternoon because Did
0: you pick Remember Me? Huh.
1: Of course I yeah, did. Yeah, that's we'll talk
0: about that song later. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Best original score. I picked Dunkirk.
1: I mean, you gotta go strong.
0: <laughs> I know it. I we both got it wrong. <laughs> this is the only category that's actually made me mad. How do you pick the Shape of Waters fucking score over Dunkirk? Dunkirk had such a better score.
1: I couldn't tell you anything in that score. That's the thing is you except the song from the trailer.
0: Uh, I'm mad. Anyway, best animated short. I didn't pick any of these.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Kobe Bryant, one in an Oscar. Okay. Uh best live action short film. No I'm not picking this one. No. Best documentary feature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, like I'm going to watch a book. Oh yeah,
0: best try. documentary short subject. Yeah, sure. Best foreign language film. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Best animated feature. Another one that's basically a free spot. Coco. Boss baby. No, nice drive. We're both picking Coco. Best adapted screenplay. This is I the went with Logan Lorraine gets his Oscar. I went with Logan. And I guess I did not because I know better. What'd you go with? What were the ones again? <laughs> Call Me by Your Name, yes. the disaster writers, Molly's game, Mudbound, and Logan. Oh jeez.
1: I just assumed Call Me by Your Name was gonna clean up way more than it yeah, did. Yeah,
0: Call Me by Your Name would it. Oh, this is a comeback. Jesus. Oh jinkies. Oh. get out for best original screenplay. Correct. I picked Ladybird. Uh oh. It's tied up. Best supporting well, You're keeping track,
1: so that's good. Yeah. Because I trust you as my friend. Best
0: supporting actor, I picked Richard Jenkins in the Shape of Water. Hold
1: please. Cause there was a part of me that wanted to just pick all of three billboards like straight down. But then that's gonna ruin this whole bit because then one the next two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, fuck it. We'll just say I said Willem Dafoe. That works.
0: Really? Okay. In that case, we're still tied up because uh, Sam Rockwell won it. As, well, he should have. You know Actually, that was probably a better pick than Richard Jenkins.
1: It was weird that they finally gave him the Oscar for Galaxy Quest this late, but I appreciate it. Okay,
0: Best Supporting Actress. I picked Allison Janney uh, in Itania. Did you? Yeah. All right, then we're still tied up. How did Octavia Spencer get nominated for The Shape of Water? I have no she idea she played the same I mean, character she always plays. It, yeah, it. I mean, yeah, but she's always good, but who cares? Best act, <laughs> Best Actress. I can't believe it. I picked Margot Robbie in three Bill and in uh, in I Tanya. What'd you pick, Parker? I was hoping for my sweet, sweet Sally Hawkins. No, oh, geez, we're still tied up. Now, I will say this about Best Actress, because this is interesting to me. Frances McDormand. Honestly, she deserves this one. Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water, I think she deserves it too. I think Marco Robbie and I, Tony, deserve it. And Sersha Ronan in Lady Bird totally deserves it. Meryl Streep in The Post.
1: Dude, if The Post had won anything.
0: If, the, if she had won for that, I would have rioted. That would have been would have the been. worst pick since Crash.
1: So red mad and nude online mm-hmm. right now.
0: Best actor. I, of course, pick Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. Uh, (laughs) A little funny aside here Denzel Washington in Roman J. Israel Esquire. No one watched that. I don't think that movie's real.
1: If you've seen that movie, write in. I look forward to our inbox staying at zero. Exactly.
0: Uh, Best director. I picked Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Uh oh. Someone's in trouble. What'd you pick?
1: I went Del Toro because I assumed they wouldn't give him Best Picture. Fuck.
0: Okay, yep. So they uh, they indeed they indeed uh, gave it to him. Now this is a uh, this is one where I would have given it to almost any of the nominees as well. Given it to Jordan Peele for Get Out because his direction was as good as his writing. Okay. And Greta Gerwig was excellent directing Lady Bird, although she might have been a little over nominated in this category because I don't think she was quite as good as her screenplay was. Uh, Christopher Nolan honestly I think was a better director for Dunkirk I thought his was so it, it was such a hard job to do and he it really is a passion project that won it uh, then Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Threat yeah I'm anyway. sure that movie incredible <laughs> I'll
1: probably never see it's it it's really not you got I mean look at me Let's, it's, I'm not gonna shit a shitter here <laughs> we don't know what kind of movies I see and that's not one of it's them it's
0: alright uh, and best picture I picked Dunkirk did you really I did pick Dunkirk why did you think Dunkirk was going to win? Because, I, no, I, no, 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 no. It's not about what I thought would win. I always go with honesty. I always go with what my gut tells me. Dunkirk was the best movie of last year.
1: I'll be completely honest. I was so ready for three billboards to win. Huh. That was 100%. Huh. I thought that movie was going to clean up, and I was just going to freak out.
0: Well, I, I
1: have to tell you. Just tally it up. I, I think I won, but could you just tally it up for me?
0: Yeah, Chris has 11, Parker has 12. You win. I do? Yeah. Jinkies. Oh, jinkies. Well, I'm sure you have something that's very kind and even and patient for me that I won't be upset about. So let's just talk about what we've seen recently. Parker, I'll Absolutely. let you go first.
1: Oh, goody. I haven't watched much, but what I watched hurt me deeply. <laughs> My friend, I watched Coco. <laughs> Oh, tell me about the it. The emotional devastation I suffered in that children's movie. <laughs> Holy dog shit. Because, as you learn from our text conversation, I thought I had gotten to the worst of it. <laughs> I really and did. The, and then the movie kept going.
0: <laughs> oh, That is a movie that aggressively wants to cause pain to its audience in a good way. I most certainly
1: propped my feet up to cover my face. (laughs) And my roommate decided, like, you know what? I need to go check the laundry real quick. (laughs) It was an unspoken agreement.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: I'm real happy I didn't see that movie in public.
0: (laughs) Oh, that movie caused some waterworks. Uh, You gotta love Dante. I want to talk about that dog with a long tongue. Is that the best animal sidekick since... I, I don't even know what the horse from Tangled, the Abu from Aladdin.
1: First of all, don't ever bring up Tangled in this podcast. Well, you don't either. like Tangled? Well, uh, I didn't see it under great circumstances. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guess who got to do some
0: babysitting? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you with kids, jeez. Yeah,
1: trust me. I was like, you sure about this? Have you met me? <laughs> Weird that that didn't pan out.
0: Yeah, well, anyway.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm still recovering. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'll just be driving, and the think of that song, remember it's like.
0: Huh? Me. Da, 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 da,
1: it's like remember just gonna take the long way home.
0: <laughs> A terrible day for rain. <laughs> I love that song too because it's dad rock. What else did you watch? <laughs> well, if you
1: remember last time, I talked about Mute and how shitty it was. Yeah, and how I really wish I'd seen Moon, his first movie. Yeah. And then two days after he posted the episode, Moon came on Netflix. Oh, uh... So I watched it, and surprise, it's really fucking good.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone tells me.
1: Sam Rockwell is great in it, and I'm happy my sweet adult
0: son got an award. To be honest...
1: Even if it's for a movie, I don't want to watch
0: Sam Rockwell sounds like a character name, not an actor name. <laughs> I hate <him. laughs> <Yep>. Well... <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Let's see I watched Tucker and
1: Dale vs. Evil again today oh, good. We I was, You were getting dangerously
0: it. off brand for a second <laughs> Oh no <laughs> No 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 Please <laughs> What do you think
1: this is <laughs> The last thing I watched Was a little James Wan movie called Death Sentence Which I'd heard of briefly It's one, I think it's like a second or third movie I, I think it was the only one of his I hadn't seen And since this shitty Death Wish remake came out Everyone's been like No that movie's trash You should go watch Death Sentence instead And even the writer of the original book, Death Wish*, was based on, says Death Sentence is the best adaptation of his work. And that movie fucking slaps. Not only is it great, there's a surprise John Goodman. So, I mean, what else
0: do you want? Oh, jeez, I don't know.
1: There's things I love about it, but they are huge spoilers. Okay, I'll
0: I'll check it out sometime, maybe.
1: And the only other thing is that I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia earlier, as I do. Mm -hmm. And it was the trial episode. With the McPoyles <laughs> So I'm sitting there watching Last night I see Guillermo del Toro Win an Oscar for Best Director and Best Picture And then today
0: I watch him Commanding a bird to attack a court <laughs> Cinema is a
1: wonderful thing It,
0: it is indeed I, I, I like movies so much I have a podcast about them So <laughs> Parker I've been telling you that I've been extremely on brand This weekend So much so I keep reminding you about how on brand I've been uh, some people spend their time profitably I do not <laughs> I first movie I watched was a 1923 black and white silent called Our Hospitality starring Buster Keaton oh, it's God. okay I also watched I well speaking of staying on brand I hung out with a girl Natch and we watched Judge no, Dredd uh, Sylvester Stallone movie okay. because of course okay. I did I'm awake Judge Dredd is—it's uh, a pretty good movie. It's not Correct. outstanding. There are a lot of really bad things in it, and not just like, oh, Disagree. it's a stereotypical action movie sort of thing. Like, yeah, obviously I get it, but th- I mean that's like I—I'm fine with all that as long as the action's really good. You know, I, I like Jean Claude Van Damme movies. I—I I love Sylvester Stallone, but what I do not like is Rob Schneider. Oh, he was uh, he was really bad in this, and even Joan Chen's cleavage didn't make up for him. So I mean, there's a lot of good stuff I love uh, here. Him say "no" nah! like that—that's a lot of fun. Seeing Jurgen Brock down in an English movie is a lot of fun. And Sylvester Stallone's a genuinely kind of funny guy too. I mean, I think he must have went and wearing lifts for this movie, but uh, it's a it's an alright movie. It's not great, but it's alright. Uh, Alex and I also decided to watch Detective K, Secret of the Bloodsucking Demons. It's a Korean movie. She came over. I was like, oh, bad news. There's nothing at Alamo that I really want to see. She's like, I found a Korean movie playing in a cinema nearby. I was like, to the chris And uh, And <laughs> we were, uh, I think we were two of maybe five people in the theater. And uh, in easily the smallest theater that Regal had to offer. First of all, a little difference here in presentation. Regal's presentation versus Aldo Draft Houses is terrible Why would Edward ever go to a Regal? I have no idea, besides like convenience uh, Regal sucks We were in a theater that housed maybe 20 people And uh, What I tell you, Detective K And the Bloodsucking Demons is a period piece it Takes place in 1789 And uh It's not outstanding It's 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 okay It's uh, a couple funny moments I think my favorite part of the whole movie was when someone gets sucked up by a UFO, which I didn't really see coming. It is an effective satire of uh, period melodramas in South Korea. But overall, it's like the blood effects were terrible, uh, like noticeably really bad. And a lot of the humor was kind of awkward. The special effects were like dirt. Anyway. um, Sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm glad I watched real movies from a real country. And the last thing I watched besides Starship Troopers was Freakazoid. (laughs) <laughs> you fucking set me up i hate you i hate you so much oh man i you know i have to admit okay so when i was a kid i loved you know batman animated series uh animaniacs yeah, just, i love those just as a kid yeah you gotta love those I not as
1: an adult as well no
0: i i still love those and i i i loved freakazoid as well i thought freakazoid that's the coolest guy ever and I wasn't able to see it a whole lot because we only had one TV in my house. My parents watched it later, so I wouldn't even watch it. But when I went to college, I was like, yeah, I'll go back and watch Freakazoid. What could possibly go wrong? Freakazoid did not hold up well when I was in college. So Aww. I spent my time profitably yesterday. I downloaded every single Freakazoid episode, which did not take long because there weren't that many. And I watched, I don't know, like the first eight or so. And uh, uh, there, there are some good jokes. There really are. Uh, they actually have a Rush Limbaugh impression, and their impression's worse than mine. And uh, they've got Mark Hamill on the show. They got George Takei, and there's like a, they, there are a couple really, really, really good jokes, and not enough so that I can recommend it because, boy, I get sick and tired of the Jerry Lewis impression immediately. <laughs> but I will say this, Parker, Parker, Doug you're Doug listening, Doug Parker. You know what you're there's doing. a Harlan Ellison reference in one of them. <laughs> Freakazoid is being attacked by Fanboy, and he's trying to dissuade it by saying, Oh, look over there, it's Mark Hamill. It's, Oh, look at this, look at this. Don't you want your very own Harlan Ellison? It, there's like a million. I was like, Hey, how about this autographed picture of Stan Lee? And the guy goes, Who's that? He's like, I don't know. So, like, there are a lot of really good jokes in there, and then a Harlan Ellison reference. I'm in for the long haul. I'm buying the toys.
1: I can't believe... How long have you been waiting to tell me that?
0: <laughs> Ever since I saw it. How many it, days? I leaned up in front of my seat, I leaned to the screen, and I clapped. <laughs> I know who that is! exactly. Uh, Alright, you want to talk about Starship Troopers?
1: More than anything.
0: Okay, so... The uh, movie's are not really that good. Uh, it's kind of long. And okay, like... <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess you. Do you want to take the lead on this? Because if you do, if you don't, I'm going to start off with the Robert Heinlein novel, which I never read.
1: No, actually, yeah, go and do that. Okay. and Tell me how that goes. Robert
0: Heinlein, a science fiction writer of sorts, wrote a novel called Starship Troopers, which immediately—that's that's a title right there. That is a title that sucks. Everyone is like Starship Troopers. That sounds exciting, you know. And uh, have you ever read the novel? What, who am I asking? It's one of I'm, those... Uh, <laughs> it's been described as very right-wing and fascist. I have not read it, nor do I have any particular desire to. But after seeing this movie, there's no way it's going to be as good as the movie. Correct. I mean, doesn't Paul Verhoeven... What was the quote? He got a couple
1: chapters in it. He, he got two it.
0: chapters in it. He's like, I had to put it down. It was really boring and really right-wing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even one of the actors tell
1: him, like... Why are you making this weird Michael Ironside did it. Weird. Michael
0: Ironside did it. It's uh, <laughs> not a great book. Anyway, so it, it was adapted and came out in 1997, and no one saw it because it was released only a few days after Titanic. So that's the thing is about releasing a movie in the same realm as a James Cameron movie is no one's going to see your movie. It's the kiss of death. Same thing with a lot of Spielberg movies back in the day. So why no one saw the thing? It came out at the same time as E.T. So meanwhile, Titanic has taken in all the box office numbers, But no one's getting to see uh, Starship Troopers. It's a real shame because this movie's a classic. And the people who did see it did not get it. And I'm not trying to say that I know better than film critics. Yeah, I am. I totally know better than the film critics who saw it. And they said it was a dumb action movie for the teenage boys. It might be for teenage boys, but I hope they got out of it what they're trying to convey. Because I don't think anyone watched it. Anyone of any real substance came across it and said like... Yeah, man, killing bugs. That's, maybe Richard Spencer did, but uh, we're going to make a couple references to Nazism in this podcast, folks, uh, <laughs> for a good reason, because <laughs> that is the idea. So, Parker, tell me about Johnny
1: Rico. Let me tell you about Argentinian born Johnny Rico. Played by the whitest Ken doll looking
0: human being you've ever seen. It was weird. I looked at Casper Van Rien or something like, what's that, is that his name? Dean. Casper Van Dean, which again, his name is Casper.
1: Isn't it incredible? (laughs) It's
0: great. It's like, I don't know what's whiter being named after a ghost or being named after a skateboarding trick. (laughs) Man. And yeah, and he's uh, you're right. He is a Ken doll looking guy. And when I see him, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, has he ever been in anything else of substance? A quick look at the IMDb says no. And he's cast alongside Denise Richards, who at first I thought was Topanga from uh, Boy Meets World. And no. How d- dare you? A little note about Casper Van Deen and Denise Richards. They cannot act. Part of the Correct. comedy of this movie comes from just watching Denise Richards try to emote. It's, It is so genius in its comedy. Like, this is one of the ones Charlie Chaplin would have been taking notes on, like, the humor of her saying, I'm going to be a pilot. Like, come on. Daddy says, scared he's never gonna see me again. (laughs) Okay, look concerned in this. Look concerned, Denise. We really... Okay, you know what? That's fine. Cut print. Go to the next scene. Uh, I imagine it's like like an E.T. where Spielberg whispers shit in Drew Barrymore's
1: ear except Denise Richards is like 27 <laughs> <laughs> just walking up and saying vile things in that thick European I'm going to be honest,
0: I think Paul Verhoeven is totally fine with the performances in this I think the actors did exactly what he wanted them to do and you know what else? I think he didn't even have auditions for this movie I bet that he just cast them based on their faces and what a brilliant move that was I mean, it's not a coincidence that Casper Van Dien <laughs> was casted because he was on nine hundred two one zero. Oh, was he on 90210? I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, yeah. I did see your letterbox right up, and I was just like, oh,
1: <laughs> I fucking. This is one of those movies where it's like it might not be my top five ever. But if I mention it to someone like oh that dumb action movie it's like okay well I guess we're done like, speaking permanently yeah
0: like immediately they don't get it although it was referenced a lot when I was in high school and college yeah I remember in Starship Troopers it was badass it was just like is this like Boondock Saints you know <laughs> oh, oh man
1: speaking of a movie you should just leave at age 15 and never look back <laughs> uh,
0: this is what you have to revisit though once you get to be 25 <clears throat> yeah we're definitely that young um this also has Neil Patrick Harris we're gonna leave him alone okay remember I said Neil Patrick Harris we're gonna put him in a box and we're gonna open that box later on remember Neil Patrick Harris is in this movie Uh, (laughs) this also has Michael Ironsides uh, who is uh, Michael Ironsiding it up Clancy Brown yes the voice of Mr. Krabs from Spongebob (laughs) And additional voices on Spire of the Dragon. Did you know that? I did. And uh, (laughs) a bunch of other people who are extremely white. Jake Busey, who looks like Bo Nickel. No one? (laughs) Nothing? No one's got back? Okay. Uh, (laughs) Also has... Who played... Who played... Was it Izzy? Dizzy? Dizzy. Pinky? The Pac-Man
1: villain. Look, the fact that you picked out a fucking college wrestler who happened to be from my hometown
0: still upsets me
1: greatly. I'm not sure how you pulled that off. He's
0: only one of the greatest wrestlers in NCAA history. Anyway. uh, I mean, has he ever beaten The Undertaker? Oh my god, I just realized that... Who's The Undertaker? Anyway. uh, I just realized that... uh, I won't spoil it now, but we'll get to it later. So, Johnny Rico... Is at a Such typical twenty one ninety seven high school, and it's very much a. Oh, you know, what? I'm getting ahead of myself, <laughs> and even though it's the very beginning of the movie, uh, the movie has like these interstitials uh, every once in a while, almost like it's uh, like you're watching it on a computer. Can't imagine what that's like, and uh, <laughs> and it's like, would you like to know more about this? And it has all this stuff going into it. It looks very propagandish, you know? It's like, uh, oh, join up and, you know, join the army and fight for your country and the good of the people, etc., etc. If you've ever seen the 1935 classic Lenny Riefenstahl's Triumph of the Will, you know, that Nazi propaganda movie, the first few minutes of the movie sync up perfectly with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like he specifically referenced that as framing these shots for the start of this propaganda movie. And the fact that someone whose whole life is reviewing movies Could get through this first 90 seconds and go like Huh, that's weird Oh, I guess it's just a dumb action movie
0: Oh, they're killing bugs, that's it? Oh, not much more to it than, huh Like, oh man, you guys missed out on so much, didn't you? There is a reason they're doing this
1: Must be a coincidence that they're all white and blonde with blue eyes No, immediately I did
0: recognize that this is a satirical movie I was like, oh, it's making fun of dumb science fiction action movies They're making fun of a little bit more here. (laughs) Anyway, so our our nice, I mean, uh, Filipino, sure, Uh, lead hero (laughs) is attending a typical high school. And actually, it's not typical at all. It's all about how to defeat the bugs and all this other stuff. And uh, he's hooking up with Denise Richards, which I have to admit, shout out to him. She's, uh... They haven't even had sex yet, Chris. Not yet, but it's pretty obvious that they want to, right? I mean, we all want to do a lot
1: of things sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes things just get in the way for 30 years.
0: It's okay, Parker. It's okay. It's not okay. It's all right. Uh, anyway, so uh, they go to their final prom, and uh, final prom. It's like, yeah, they're prom. And prom. Uh,
1: oh, man, we can't just skip past <laughs> the whole classroom scene, because that's... That's like the whole thing. That's a good point. You're right. Frame. I shouldn't
0: skip past that. I don't I don't know if I, I want to do a scene-by-scene scene breakdown here, but there is a lot to talk about. You might need to take the lead on this one as far as uh, screen Cause, recapping it.
1: Because like this classroom scene, it's literally framed like some Save by the Weller Boy Meets World type oh, of thing. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, he's drawing a cutesy little picture of her and showing it to her while their teacher is literally just saying out loud that every single problem has been solved by violence. And just how, like, democracy failed, and they just live in this fascist nightmare state.
0: Okay, yeah, I want to bring that up. And the other thing is talking about the difference between a civilian and a citizen. And I remember thinking to myself, like, they're basically the same thing. Is this going to be something that I think about in the future? It's going to be, you know, a really important message that I think about. I'm going to tell other people. He says, no, a, a citizen is someone who joins the military and fights to support their cause. A civilian is someone who doesn't. And I was like... And he says, "Yeah, that's what the textbook says." But what do you? Th- but do you believe it? And the guy says, "I don't know." And I thought, okay, they're going to come back on there. They're going to reference that like there's more to life than serving in the military or something like that. No. No, no, that's not at all what they do. They say at the end, basically, they don't say it outright, but they might as well. Yes, violence is the answer. That's how we won. And the other thing is like the difference between a citizen and a civilian. They do not come back to address this, and they probably no. should. Because and The thing is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a deleted scene where they just show all those civilians at home who are so totally fine with uh, not fighting for their cause. They don't understand how hard the military-industrial complex works to support them unappreciated roles.
1: <laughs> it's not an accident that every single older teacher is all deformed or missing body parts. Mm-hmm. Their teacher's missing an arm. Teacher in the next scene's blind has got burns all over her face I
0: will say this uh, I almost feel like uh, The boy's parents, Johnny Rico's parents Mr. and Mrs. Rico <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that was unneeded I don't think it really adds to the satire
1: I think it just more works for what little character he has. That's a good
0: point. He does not have any sort of character, which is almost part of the joke. Um,
1: he actually does have like the smallest character arc. That's actually the most depressing. Thing yeah, he he goes
0: he goes from <laughs> he goes from sex crazed to kill crazed. <laughs>
1: like he joins spoilers for the end. He joins us just because he has a crush on Denise Richards, and by the end of the movie. He's just like every other instructor who's just ready to lead them all to die as the war machine keeps going. His character arc is like this kid with hope, like oh, I just like drawing pictures, and I have a crush on my high school sweetheart. So you all want to live forever? Let's fucking kill some bugs. Like, oh, the cycle just continues. That's all this society is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oops. I, another thing here is Water's this does cool. ask a central question, Parker. I, I I think everyone here needs to come to grips with this central question.
1: Are you doing your part? No.
0: Well, that's one. Uh, The other one is, would you join the military for Denise Richards?
1: I'm kind of thinking, yeah. yeah. Would I risk being ripped in half by a Buck Monster? For Denise Richards. Yes. Okay, there we go. So. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I would not make it through boot camp because (laughs) I'm a gelatinous fail son with weak weak mental state parker speaking of boot camp I, you'll, you'll we have to talk about boot camp here
0: uh because <laughs> i i actually like boot camp scenes in movies most movies at least uh i loved it in stripes stripes had a really funny one uh i i love the i mean the boot camp scene is one of the best scenes in any stanley kubrick movie in, in full metal jacket did you see full metal jacket
1: yes also it owns that people watch this in full metal jacket and their takeaway is like yeah, dude, the military is fucking awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should enroll. Like, Oh, no. I legitimately had <laughs> someone in my neighborhood who joined the, the military because he wanted to have the most confirmed kills on his block. Spoilers, Zach Rotus, you're the only one who joined the military.
1: <laughs> yeah, I turned it off 30 minutes in. It was pretty fucking sweet. What happened? Actually, there was Uh-oh. someone else
0: on his block who did join the military, and he never did anything with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't think he ever he had a, I don't think Zach had any confirmed kills. He ended up being a sniper. I don't think he ever killed anyone. Now he's in a metal band. Uh, They're paying for it. You eat it. <laughs> That's well, good, Okay. Baby. Anyway, uh, about that scene uh, in Full Metal Jackets, it, it shows just how rough it is in the military, and they really beat you down. And that scene where he's beaten with that soap in a sockswear thing, the real painful scene and stuff. So good. And look what it could do to a guy. <sighs> I'm going to turn my chair now to the other movie we're talking about. <laughs> with, uh, you think, oh, it's going to be lighter. I heard about the Cohen shower scenes. Mm, love some titties in my movie. Oh, no. People get killed at boot camp. Oh, the my knife God. in the hand. They got, like, that guy's arm broken in the most graphic way I think I've seen in a very long time. And that guy's head just gets blown to smithereens.
1: It's a nice reminder of, like, oh, yeah, this is a Paul Verhoeven movie, huh? <laughs> Oops thought i was watching this fun light satire now his face just exploded now i
0: will say this this is very important it is patently absurd that titanic won the oscar for best visual effects over this this has extremely good visual effects
1: I, i mean if you have a movie that has monster bugs and spaceships but also miniatures and models i'm there That's just straight up. That's my aesthetic. There's that. Give me models.
0: It it just looks good. It looks really, really good. And this is one of the ones where I don't think this is part of the joke or the satire, although I almost wish the effects were worse to kind of deepen the joke. This, I mean, it's 2018. I'm watching this movie. This looks good. It really looks good. A lot of these monsters look like they're there. Not the the regular bugs, because those are just very obvious. They look like uh, Mortal Kombat uh, reptile. But uh, it, it looks basically about as good as he could have possibly made it and the the blood effects are still better than the one in the movie i just saw they're better than the ones in uh uh what's it called uh, detective k and the blood sucking demons They're so much better Look,
1: the fact that this movie at most times looks better than justice league fucking oh yeah
0: it oh it so looks better than justice league uh Anyway, I just wanted to point Speaking that out. Speaking of shower scenes, <laughs> as a scene, I watch this a lot on basic
1: cable. So that scene was always cut, but the horrific murder wasn't because I'm married. Yeah, well. But that scene's important because everyone's distracted because there's just titties everywhere. But what they're saying is horrifying.
0: <laughs> Can you recount some of what they're saying?
1: Uh, well, you find out again. This, Yeah, uh, mandatory service for citizenship. Uh, this woman wants to run for public office, so now she's in boot camp. One woman wants to have kids one day.
0: And that <laughs> will, will give, give you approval. Money. You get approval if you join yeah. the military. She get You'll get a license if you join the military. One guy says that uh, being shot at is better than farming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and by the way, fun fact, a lot of the actors were nervous about this scene, so Paul Verhoeven and his DP shot it naked. Shout out to both
0: Paul Verhoeven and his DP. <laughs> that kicks ass.
1: And more fun story, Verovan was also weirded out at first, but the DP grew up on a nudist colony, so he's like, fuck it, let's do this. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: A lot of good lore in this movie. <laughs> Can you movie?
0: imagine just growing just going out there and being like, uh, like Johnny Rico comes up and is like, hey, how about you direct it naked and we'll act it naked and the director's already hanging brain, you know?
1: <laughs> Buddy, I've been waiting all day.
0: Also, where are
1: the dicks? Come on, guys.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was, okay, this is what should have landed him the Oscar the- for Best Director. How did he hide those dicks? That fucking Austin Powers-esque dick Exactly, that was astounding. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I kept looking for the dicks. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> I mean, you act, when it gets to a point where you have to, it's like you're trying so hard to hide them.
0: Yeah, I have to admit, uh, the ditties didn't really stand out to me, which uh I'm not a problem with that. They look fine. It's just like the entire time I have to admit, I was focusing on the dialogue. <laughs> I was just look, like... When they say this movie was made for
1: teenagers, on a surface level, yeah there's definitely a lot of things where if you're not paying attention you're like oh this is just for horny children to watch a bunch of titties and murder
0: i don't think there was there's quite enough uh sex in this movie to appeal uh to when you're 12 any that's is a good enough, point sir. that is a good point um did you hear <laughs> one and done <laughs> did you hear what the new york times did with this movie oh no they gave a thousand 12 and 13 year olds tickets to mr bean and told him okay we want to see if you can sneak in to see this movie instead and a lot of them were able to do it and the times got in trouble for it uh and apparently the kids loved this movie
1: of course this movie is incredible yeah like even if you just watch it i want first watch it as you know a teenager and just watching it on the surface level without getting any of the satire
0: it's a pretty fun, pulpy sci-fi action movie. Yeah, that actually leads into my next point. Is that I was watching, and by this point, I still hadn't really gotten the point of the movie. I was watching, it, and I was about an hour in, I think, and uh, I was like, geez, I'm trying. I'm kind of just into the story." I looked how much I had to go, and I didn't feel like, "Oh, that's so long." Now I know you don't like a long movie, but I don't think this movie would have worked if it was less than two hours. I think that the two-hour, the two-hour plus runtime means that. Everyone is given enough detail. He kind of feels like, okay, we've got a point for this. we got a point for this. We're showing everything. And as I learned later on, after watching the movie, that what I feel like is actually, it gives us enough time for all the jokes. This movie, I don't think, is intentionally funny. I think it is very unintentionally funny in the sense that it's... Like, you watch it, it's like, they're not telling jokes, but it is a joke, in a way. And, and the, the phrase, so bad it's good, is not what I'm trying to say here. You know? Like... <laughs> How how best to put this? Would there just to extent. I think it's intentionally
1: funny, but just from Paul Verhoeven. I don't think the actors realize they're being. Oh, of funny. course
0: not. I mean, Catherine Van Deen has an IQ of about like an omelet, and Denise oh, Richards no, have my that.
1: family in Argentina.
0: Yeah, who we didn't care about, so they have to join up.
1: My Buenos Aires brethren and I. <laughs> so they
0: get through boot camp, I guess, and they have to go to. Um, I don't know what sort of... Uh, they have to go to war. I will say this. Uh, Jake Busey... I had to hold back from St. Bo Nickel. Uh, Jake Busey... I have to admit, I kind of like that guy. At first, I was like, oh, he looks like an asshole. You know, he's going to be a jerk. When Denise Richards breaks up with Johnny Rico... I, I wanted to be like, geez, he's actually a really good friend. It's nice to have friends like that, and uh, you know, if the supreme That's- leader can show the great uh, friendship in the ranks, then surely all the all the lesser beings on earth can see what a great nation we have.
1: That's Am I buying into this movie too much? <laughs>
0: yes, yes, a little bit.
1: Where they're all like, yeah, look at Rico, and then she like. I'm gonna follow my career, and they all just silently, like, step back, like, ooh, yikes.
0: Now, this movie did not go the direction I thought it would. Uh, they... Actually, sure. you know, the problem was actually the audience. I when they when she said she wanted to follow her career instead of uh, be with him, I thought the movie was going to do uh, one of those things where it's just like I've learned not to put a career over my family, and she just becomes like a stay-at-home oh. mom or something like that. I'm I'm committed to the war effort from my kitchen or some shit like that. And uh, <laughs> no, they didn't do that. Then she's going to be a pilot. It's like whatever. Audiences thought that she should have done that audience is considered immoral for her to choose her career over her man what the fuck america
1: very regular society what
0: what is going on and that's that's the thing it's like if you say that this movie isn't culturally relevant look at the audiences in 1997 look at the people who voted today
1: it fucking owns that this movie about a fascist war obsessed culture is making fun of him and audience is like hey why isn't the broad cooking like oh oops that's embarrassing
0: yeah anyway (laughs) when she says i want to be a pilot oh god the fucking movie <laughs> she's so bad she's, I love it it's, it's fantastic like, I, it's
1: 100% on purpose like from everything I've heard he cast he wanted to go even younger he just wanted these fucking dead eyed pretty white people
0: I can tell that because like one of the very first scenes is like a little boy steps out of the military ranks I'm doing my part it's like what are you joining <laughs> you know, up at the age of 8 for that's like <laughs> It's like Cotton Hill saying, so like, I was 12, but I lied and said I was 14.
1: I don't like to steal jokes from other podcasts, but it's so good that I have to bring it up here. Okay. I was listening to the Blank Check podcast about this a couple weeks ago, and they said Casper Van Dien looks exactly like the lead puppet from Team America. And it's all <laughs> I could see the entire
0: movie. Oh my god, it's, the most perfect analogy that's I've ever heard. Incredible. <laughs> and his haircut that's the thing, it's like you see all these uh, what do they what do they call them? Like the high fades or something like that that the Nazis are oh, wearing yeah. today? It's you know, gorgeous. where they like comb it over like that. Uh, my yeah. brother's wearing it. I don't think he understands that it. it's like a kind of nice. a Nazi haircut these days. Uh, well, I think his haircut is even more it's even worse because it's a very Disney prince kind of haircut. <laughs>
1: Look, the fact that he is blonde hair with blue eyes and from Argentina, which is where a ton of Nazis hid after World War II, just fucking chef's kiss. Wonderful. (laughs) It's so perfect, top to bottom.
0: Now, I will say this. Alex told me that I would have so much to say about this movie. I was like, "Uh, if you say so. And again, I was like an hour and a half in, and I was like, I don't know. Am I not getting this? It kind of just looks like it's an action movie. Yeah, kind of satirical, but it's... You know a whole lot of shooting at bugs you know and immediately as soon as they hit uh this is the one that kind of jarred my senses a bit as soon as they land on the plane like okay let's go shoot some bugs the bugs look like they're way too good for their uh rb capabilities it looks like boot camp was a gigantic waste of time <laughs> when did they use that knife you had oh. that scene for nothing you just want to throw a knife through that guy's hand oh no no sir sure, the knife comes back at the when, end. when did it come back i forgot she cuts the Brain Bug's thing off. She
1: brought a knife to a nuke fight, Chris. Oh, right. Okay. This movie's incredible. Okay, you got
0: it. I, I missed that part. I, bu- I might have been looking at my phone. Uh, Five stars. Very important on mine. Uh, very cool. Anyway, so they're getting their asses kicked, and you'd think that uh, Johnny Rico was killed, and apparently he was not. Uh,
1: I don't, even it, as a kid, I don't understand that scene. Why they show that he was dead. Apparently he got saved by, by like, Michael Irons. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's just that bacta tank
0: from empire strikes yeah Back that's i was about to say that yeah, into he got like, Mark <laughs> Hamill treatment. he's just sitting there and they're like yeah let's go wake him up let's go knock on his glass you know what fish hate
1: <laughs> so they do that to him <laughs>
0: three more days
1: and that's the scariest part of the movie to me is imagining being stuck in a fish tank for three i days. think
0: the one that actually bothered me is like then you're out and they and they point and they're they're all smiling all the people in your unit got killed <laughs> No one ever looks horrified from what
1: they've seen in this movie. Uh, They're always like, one. all right. I mean, one. You, were, like...
0: you forget the general who hid inside of a, a broom closet Oh yeah, and he is oh, portrayed so as distasteful. He disgraced this great nation. So uh, <laughs> he just saw like his
1: like top three nightmares all happen at once. He's just like, look at this coward, not willing to die for his people.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what they're going for. Uh, so they go to another planet and kill some bugs. I, that's Hell yeah, what they, they do. do. Uh, you know what? I, I can't stop thinking about this. Jordan Cannon doesn't listen to my podcast, but uh, he was my best friend when I was in South Korea. He was a great guy, extremely good looking, and in fact looked identical to the main character of this movie. He was also a linguistic genius. Um mm-hmm. I miss him. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying, it's like it kind of reminded me of that when I was watching it. And to hear that guy say stuff like... Look, we're going to fight all the pugs. We're going to kill all of them. And the movie cheers alongside him. I'm like, okay, when's going to be his realization that, you know, violence never solves anything and war is hell and, you know, death on all sides. And I was like, that would be such a boring uh, thing to say because I've seen that kind of movie a thousand times. I've already seen All Quiet on the Western Front. And by the end of the movie, it's just, no, there's never that moment. It's the entire thing. is just like, Mm -hmm. no, war is good. You like war. War will defend the nation.
1: (laughs) There is never a turnaround. The bugs are never seen as anything but this subhuman thing that needs to be stomped out. There is a millisecond where you get that close up of its eye. You're like, oh, maybe it's about to have it. No, he just unloads a clip into that thing's eye.
0: Yeah, and she and she says, no, it's dead. It's it's fine. And the guy's like, yeah, not much to look at after you scrape them off your boot. And there's never a moment where the movie pauses to say. What are we doing? No, no, it's, uh, we have to kill all the bugs. (laughs) And it shows
1: later, like, them doing the test on it. Like, not once are they ever like, we're going to try and communicate with it and find some common ground. It's like, we're going to find out how to kill these fucking things. (laughs) That's, that. There is never an attempt at compromise. By the way, there's that one line with the news reporters like, i mean some people say you know, oh can i please talk about this <laughs> yeah yeah you can take over uh, that is one drop line What are the incredible.
0: interstitials so it's between two uh people talking about it. it's very much one of those uh talking heads on fox news sort of thing uh where it's it's a uh, one person says oh it should be like this one person says oh it should be like that um and it's debate between one woman uh, and who I, I don't know, and a guy in a bow tie. This guy in a bow tie. I have never met a character who so embodied it me than this character. Because <laughs> when he, I find the idea of a your name remake offensive. <laughs> it's you, you think that these have intelligent capabilities? My word. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perfect. How do you watch this movie?
1: Like, with that scene, and then the scene before it, where they go to fight these primitive monsters, and then get outsmarted and go like, what do you mean, Vietnam? <laughs> no, I don't get it. One star.
0: This movie's for babies. So, like, I I, don't understand. I might have been clued in to the fact that this movie is, uh, to what this movie is trying to get across, when I saw the lead character plays Private, then Corporal, then Sergeant, then Lieutenant Johnny Rico. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he just advanced throughout the ranks, and this fucking movie it's just showing yes you too can advance throughout the ranks if you train hard and do everything that you're told you too can be a lieutenant and it's all this other stuff that builds up to it and he's constantly having people who are above him getting killed there are so many dramatic deaths in this movie so many dramatic deaths so many uh, people of color whose names are never given People who get melted by fire-breathing beetle. Oh, yo, that melting effect looks so realistic. Ooh. Holy shit!
1: It just reminded me a lot. There were a lot of deaths in this movie that I saw way too young. <laughs>
0: probably this is probably we will get movies. to the end. But holy shit!
1: that brain bug <laughs> fucked me up real real oh bad. i bet
0: <laughs> anyway Ooh, that so was uh not okay anyway they they land at one i'm gonna call it for what it is halo island and uh <laughs> absolutely yes. yeah and they they land on blood gold yeah and it's nighttime and they're celebrating they're winning and i gotta tell you michael Ironsides is the guy you want he's he is your football coach i i Oh, my God, I think I just got the joke. And uh, he's he's stirring. Yeah, he's a real nut buster. And I was just like, I got a nut buster for you here. Bo Nickel, shoot that double. And uh, it's like, oh, no, he's actually, he's a guy who will save you. But he's also, he'll do the right thing. He'll put a recruit out of his misery. (laughs) He'll shoot anyone who's unwilling to fight. What a good guy. It's like this movie never saw Paths of Glory. So, (laughs) or it didn't see Paths of Glory. But I was
1: totally on his side. When I was 12 years old and that person... (laughs) That fucking thing swooped in and flew him off. I was like, "Just fucking shoot me in the head! Just please put me out of my yeah." Misery. I mean,
0: that was kind of like uh, the idea. But any other movie would have been like, "Oh, see what he has to do. See what this has my left God, on his conscience." Get everyone over there. <laughs> he just snipes some of He's the just chest. like I like, expect like, you to do the right. same for me. So anyway, they they, <laughs> they just move on. They like, win some right, battle and saying. stuff like that. You're pretty good at killing bug and uh, whatever. Anyway, he brings out the beer and here's the entertainment. And I was just like. If there's a stripper in that suitcase, that would've been really uncomfortable. Five stars. No, they bring out soccer balls and footballs. I have to tell you, this movie does get guys. All right, I mean, like teenage boy. I don't know about teenage, but yes, this is sort of a guy movie. But it's. I think this is actually more of an intellectual movie. But again, as soon as he breaks out the footballs and like the soccer, ball, like, you know what? You throw a football to a crowd of guys. I mean, one of us is going to say hike, uh, and then. Exactly. Uh, we'll get to the blitzball segment at the beginning in a bit, but first I want to talk about that green electric violin.
1: It's so good; it's my everything. That
0: first of all, this could have—is this possibly a reference to Paganini, How another like extremely white guy who might have possibly been racist, and uh, they have the blondest guy of all playing the uh, electric violin. <laughs> I want to talk Jake, about.
1: see, plays it so hard.
0: He, first of all, do you did you recognize the song he played?
1: I looked it up and then you I You looked it up?
0: It. Bullshit. You well, knew mean, it in your, it your head. Incredible. You started dancing a jig because it was Dixie. He was playing <laughs> so- Dixie. <eggplantisceści> that was what he was playing. I swear to god he was playing that. <laughs> national and anthem. you know who was dancing along to it? A black guy. <laughs> I saw a black guy <laughs> dancing along to Dixie in this movie unbelievable now i will say this i do love a good electric violin i wrote up a list of my favorite electric violinists don sugarcane harris jean-luc ponty l shankar eddie jobson the old played with frank zappa so that's really the reason that i know it are these all overwatch players because anyway names are we we did skip over the blitzball segment at the beginning of the movie it's really just (laughs) arena football but for high schoolers also glimpsed in batman beyond anyway are you saying uh, shared universe i'm hoping yeah imagine terry mcginnis shooting bugs while while <laughs> kevin conroy whispers in his ear about what to do are you doing your part <laughs> do you want to know more betsy <laughs> uh i have to tell you like i was watching those scenes and i was just like boy he's I, I don't really know what they're going for they're just they're not really character- yeah he played football as a kid uh Anyway, that helps get him through. Uh, it helps get him <laughs> through boot camp, and apparently helps him put a grenade down a bug's blowhole or something like that. I don't even know. check off somersault in this movie. Yeah. Well, either way. So That's they win that. It. Then they go to another desert compound or something like that. Oh, it was a trap. These things are actually intelligent. This should be a major tip off, right? That these things are actually smart. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying, oh, maybe we could learn from them it's more like maybe we should stop fucking with them (laughs) because i remember the first time they showed up and they were outnumbered i would have been like give up give up give up give up give up up, go to a different part of the universe let them take over that galaxy because you are not going to win this fight
1: (laughs) and then they find out oh this is the best part of the movie and the best line (laughs) okay go for it when they're inspecting the base and they find the guy with the hole in his head (laughs) And Michael Ironside digs his fingers in the giant hole in his head And <laughs> looks at him and goes They sucked his brains out <laughs> Fucking Incredible
0: uh, Speaking of sucking uh, I <laughs> I loved that uh, Johnny Rico gets broken up with by Carmen And he's he's really bummed And all he has to live for Is killing bugs Which is kind of fun Not that great Anyway, uh, Dizzy Which, again, actually a pretty good nickname is so totally all over this guy's bones, and he just won't jump her. And I'm like, what is going on with you? Dude, just shoot your shot. Do it. Anyway, they finally hook up. I actually thought it was kind of adorable how Michael Ironside gave him 20 minutes to finish up.
1: (laughs) And they look at each other like, we'll have enough time. time. Yeah, no shit.
0: (laughs) You... Oh. for you. I mean, so yeah. I've heard. I mean, that's that's enough for a good. What, that's that's. I'd you, have I mean, that's only many like many sex in twenty. Yeah, minutes. that's only like you would definitely a only spurt one it. time. Anyway,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> you only have so much. In. Can
0: you imagine if Johnny Rico said ten minutes? I only need five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already no. <laughs> no, no. no, sir. That's I can some, go now. Some. It's all right. <laughs> Dizzy, put your shirt on? Oh, we're good, sir. <laughs> Anyway, there's a general hiding in a broom closet, and he's a coward. We must expel him from nation so he gets killed uh, as well. He should. I, I do like how brave this movie is to show the enemies of the good, free, white people as unhuman, unthinking bugs who are all uh, you know just insects, lesser beings on Earth who only want to divide and conquer. They're not willing to stand up for the good of art and music and architecture and science. <laughs> Which We even meant it, no. yeah, huh?
1: All that great American culture, such as <laughs> anyway. Uh, Parker,
0: what happens next? But,
1: but, like, this whole scene where they just get absolutely butt-fucked. There was one line I never caught when I watched as a kid because you know I wasn't paying attention. It's uh, it's what leads to this when Buenos Aires just gets butt-fucked, and the reporter's like. Well some folks say The bugs were provoked By the intrusion of humans Into their natural habitat And that a live and let live Possibly was like No fuck yeah I said kill them all <laughs> Like there's one line That says like Hey we pretty much Showed up on their planet And then just started Installing shit And then started Murdering them And now they're fighting back To protect themselves <laughs> And the rest of the movie Never acknowledges again Like no, nope, We have to murder Every single one of these bugs
0: The other and one I love it The other one that I really like Is and This is gonna sound Really cruel But uh Let me let me take you back to um, a movie that I'm pretty sure you've seen. And this scene really reminded me of it. Uh, remember the scene in Planet Terror where the dog gets run over? Aww. No, no, no. I'm going somewhere with this. The dog gets that run over so and its blood sprays all over the crazy babies that are twins. Uh, <laughs> that is the what one- I watched this on a date with a goth girl. And, uh, Mm. that was one of the, that was like the only scene where she was just, oh, and she didn't feel good about like the violence on screen. It's like, no, that's part of the point. That's what makes it like an exploitation movie, you know? So all this absurd levels of violence and gore, same sort of thing kind of happens here. You look at a building that was crushed and it killed a dog and there's a mangled dog corpse there and it cuts to some guy ostensibly the dog's owner. Dog's foreigner owner. And uh, he looks at the screen and glares, the only good bug is a dead bug. That is not what the dog's owner would. He would be distraught. That's his dog. And It's, it's just a like, good yeah. thing
1: in history. We've never said that about a group of people.
0: <laughs> not ever. Well, I mean, that's what the entire back and forth. Be- oh, my God. Dude, this came out before the second Iraq hey war, which we will <laughs> not make jokes good about. good engine. Because <laughs> it's
1: still going. <laughs> yeah, uh, that dead dog and the cow getting torn apart. Oh, did you? Those both made my sister cry as a kid.
0: We, it really? Because this With was just bar? on in the
1: background on basic cable, baby. With a
0: sensor bar over it?
1: Yeah, I mean... Oh. You see a adorable cow, and then blood flies everywhere. Oh, you know like what? That's enough to make a child cry. You know
0: what she really should have watched? She should have watched the special edition where they have a bonus feature of the DVD. <laughs> yeah. Did you read that one? Yes, I It sure just did. has a special effects guy spraying blood all over the place. That's hilarious. This movie is incredible. Uh, that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, I'll. Did I talk about the greasy guy that Carmen wants to hook up with? Oh, Xander? Xander. <laughs> he's
1: so cool. His name is Xander. This dude
0: has never seen a comb in his entire life.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's just about to frost his tits. <laughs> but then they called action. Like, Fuck, guys, It's just I spent all day. It's ready. It's I'm ready to sugar ray this. No, okay. Well, fine. I guess we will put on the football helmet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I am getting a little distracted for myself here. So they're both pilots, and they have to escape and stuff like that. Uh, their scenes are kind of wasted, but it kind of shows sort of like, oh, this is what they're doing at the time. And they somehow get kidnapped. It, they, they said, oh, <laughs> bugs don't take prisoners. And uh, no, they do, apparently. Uh, and I'll let you describe your favorite scene in the movie.
1: So... This is a movie that I. Knew. It was on TV, you know. You flipping through FX, TNT, one of them. They show this shit all the time. We always had premium cable channels because look at me. So you know you catch this movie halfway in. There's a bunch of cool action scenes, like even just watching them film it, like him jumping on a bug's back and just firing a machine gun and all this like red paint splashes on his face. Like it's fun times. Yeah. We get to this scene, with the bugs. They want them alive for some reason. And the brain bug comes out. And that brain bug is this giant, disgusting, gelatinous thing with a big, mushy fucking face. And a giant spear comes out of its gross, gooey face, stabs him right in the top of the head, and then you watch it suck his brains out. You watch his brains get literally sucked out through the thing. Ugh. And his oh, face while it it happens? shook me. It shook me to my core. His eyes rolling up in his head as his mm, that dude that fucked me up bad. I could have forgotten how, as soon as that thing came in, just all these memories of the sheer horror this movie inflicted on
0: me. Now Parker, oh my god! You know what would have prevented that? If he had What's taken that? the brain pills that you find on Infowars.com <laughs> to give him the confirmed smooth brain, would have fought against this. Imagine the movie ends because he took so much alpha brain and just overloads it and the bug explodes. If only he had had the hottest take so he could be the true galaxy brain. It'd be like the ending to Indiana Jones 4. I uh, didn't think I'd ever reference that movie. Uh, anyway. So next week's episode. Anyway. Uh, oh man, I do get to pick Johnny. Movie, Re- Johnny Rico is psychically influenced by. Uh, yeah,
1: by the way, this movie in the beginning has a weird fucking Peter Venkman Ghostbuster scene with Doogie Hauser trying to read minds. You're like, that's weird. I wonder if that's gonna play in the end of the. And movie. indeed, it does. Turns out
0: a lot. Yeah, indeed, it does. He's he's able to psychically tell him to go down that pathway and, and save her. Uh, and he dukes that fucking mother brain, doesn't he? That's a great scene but the but the mother brain doesn't die no the mother brain doesn't die can we talk about this anyway at the end of the movie have to none other than let's call him for what he is Doogie Himmler shows up now Doogie Himmler was in a previous (laughs) scene he his entrance that's when the movie clicked for me that's when I was like wait 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 Oh, that's what you guys are doing. And, and it's really obvious. This dude is dressed up like M. Bison. He might as well have an SS somewhere on his uniform. He is an evil Nazi in this movie. And well, actually, let's call for what it is. He's a heroic Nazi in this movie. And yes, he is the smartest
1: Nazi making all of the galaxy brain decisions. Yeah,
0: and one of my favorite scenes is when they capture the mother brain, and it's in all the nets and stuff like that. And it's like, what does the, the monster feel? He puts his hand on it, and he says, it's afraid. And everyone starts cheering.
1: <laughs> triumphant music plays. Everyone woo They fire off their guns. Like, this is the triumphant moment. Your enemy is afraid. The We went into their planet, murdered all of them, and now they're afraid of us. We (laughs) did it.
0: start the fireworks. We are now good people.
1: (laughs) Another victory for Earth.
0: Oh, my God. You know, the other one I thought of is Bo Nickel. He was made squad commander because Johnny Rico was such a bad squad commander that he got a guy killed at boot camp. So he becomes squad leader and hesitates for a moment in the field. And then he gets a chance to be promoted uh, to squad leader again. He says, no, I didn't do a a very good job last time. Let's give it to the girl. It's just like those basic training videos saying, no, I can't be trusted in a firefight, but I know someone who can be. I'm thinking about (laughs) doing my part for this great nation. (laughs) (laughs) The one word everyone uses to describe this movie is fascist. Uh... I, I've been pushing back on that word for a long time because I think it's kind of overused in society. I think a lot of people, they don't know what the word means. Like They they use it a little too often to just describe something that politically they do not like. Like, oh, you're limiting free speech. That's fascist. Uh, Donald Trump said this. That's fascist. It's like, no, fascism is something that is worth knowing about because you know otherwise it'll happen again. You have to understand what fascism means before you just throw the word around like that. This movie, Upon Further Reflection, is celebrating, or it's very obviously skewering fascism, but in a way that is one of a kind. You have never seen a movie that it just so proudly flaunts its fascist nature. Everyone in this movie is meant to be some sort of uh, Nazi hero. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of fun to watch because you'll never see another movie like this. You really won't. Oh, no. It's like, yeah, you like, oh, it's just like all these other space marine movies. No, no, no. They didn't get it. All right. In fact, the, your closest comparison to this movie, I think I got a good one for you, Parker, would be 300, mm. except 300 didn't know it was in on its own joke. This movie <laughs> knows it's a joke. 300 sincerely believes it.
1: Yeah, people try to tell me that, no, you see, like, they're telling stories, so of course it's exaggerated. Like, I mean, if that's what you have to tell yourself to think it's good, that's fine. By the way, it's on that. By the way, I still if think 300 surprised. is good,
0: and we will fight about it. Oh, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you want to do 300? <laughs> that might be – oh, that's my punishment uh, for for losing the Oscars? Thanks. Anyway. Oh, no, uh, no. no I, that's, that's <laughs> anyway, so I really think that Michael Ironside Rise. had a great performance in this movie. But Clancy Brown, and one of another uh, great performance on his part goes from a uh, drill instructor. He, actually, he has to actually degrade himself to become a private in order to get a chance to kill bugs. So I thought that was really, really a it's great way to emphasize how much the people want to, you know – fight the bugs and fight for the homeland
1: like we could do a whole episode just on all the propaganda interstitials (laughs) like the ones of the children stomping on cockroaches. oh how could i don't even look anything like those bugs like it's just the fact like nah look at them look at those disgusting fucking things that didn't do anything wrong but sort of vaguely look like our enemy crush look at
0: this a victory garden we're growing our victory garden for our troops so perfect
1: it's so fucking perfect, man. This movie, like, people throw out the it's ahead of its time thing too much, but this movie, you could put it out today, change nothing, and it's fucking all-timer.
0: This movie, uh, okay, this movie could not have come out in the 50s, because, like, the Hays Code. So you can oh, yeah. see very a boob, and certainly not the blood, but actually wait, we just we had just won a war over the fascists, so maybe this one wouldn't have played. <laughs> but uh nowadays oh jeez, do you think like the alt right watched this movie and got the complete wrong idea?
1: Um, without question
0: <laughs> <laughs> Richard
1: Richard Spencer has seen this movie eighteen times.
0: <laughs> he he thinks that it this is bad. an actual good movie, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, what do you think? I'm sure he thinks Jews are actually bad. Anyway,
0: uh, I got a guest on this podcast. I'm going to call him up. It's my good buddy Baked. Uh, and he's going to tell us exactly what, what uh, to think. Yeah, I like is.
1: that scene where he throws a grenade in that beetle. Keep those hearts coming. <laughs> They're trying to shut down my YouTube.
0: <laughs> His when podcast studio is, is the most here. embarrassing, pathetic thing I've ever seen. Well, I could turn my camera on. <laughs> actually, mine is, might be a little bit worse. I got a, I got a toilet nice. sitting right next to me. And I'm not in the bathroom I'm not next to you. (laughs) 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 Okay, so... uh, Wait, what other interstitials are we forgetting? Because I'm sure there's a couple. I I can't get over the guy with the bow tie, though.
1: Uh, The bow tie guy. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) fencing. Let me just dig back through the notes. Like, we forgot to mention how you see Neil Patrick Harris in the beginning, and they're all three leaving high school, like, oh man, a year from now, we're gonna be best friends. And then Neil Patrick Harris comes back in the movie an hour and a half in. And he just looks so dead inside. Like he has seen and done nothing but awful things for every day for the last year. Just like, well, I ran the numbers and those people had to die so we could stop the bugs.
0: And you know what? No one ever calls him out on it. In fact, the human lives. You know, he says, look. Like, what the fuck? You knew we were gonna die. Yeah, you have to go back there. Okay. It's 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 worse than that. It's worse than okay, it's it's like, hey, we're ready to die, and Doogie Hauser smiles, and Johnny Rico smiles back. That is the <laughs> entire idea. Friends forever. And you know what? I bet if you talk to Casper Van Dien, he will not talk about that point of the movie. I guarantee. What he will talk about is he will talk about the nude scene.
1: Oh man, did you read that trivia? Book? Yeah, about the <laughs>
0: so, the ride with his kids.
1: <laughs> yes, that is. This movie has some all time trivia. Let me tell I gotta you. tell you, like Top only stories
0: about like eight year old boys. Who, yeah, our dads made it, made us watch it with them. Uh, do you think the dads hey, get Hey, the remember movie? the question
1: you asked about the people who thought the movie was literal? Those are those dads. I like it. Well, the good news hey, is gosh, I'm glad, glad that they joined movie. up so
0: they got approval to have babies.
1: <laughs> are you doing it? Do you want to know more? <laughs> Could you imagine making Showgirls? Everyone hates it and going, okay. You want something like RoboCop, huh? Here's Space Nazis Fighting Bugs. <laughs> Oliver is too beautiful for this shitty one. So, uh,
0: what were your thoughts on... I can't believe I'm saying this. Starship Troopers 2 and Starship Troopers 3.
1: I can't believe I haven't seen them. Dude, another one came out last year. What? I guarantee not a single one of them has any of the satire. I goes. have a feeling,
0: yeah, yeah, they're just a whole bunch of killing bugs. I'm going to have to mention this on the podcast. So I mentioned this off mic. There was a Starship Troopers video game. The entire game, all you do is shoot bugs. And if you say it's like, oh, that's all they do in the movie, you're fucking idiot. Because there's a whole lot more in the movie. The movie has an idea. The movie's trying to present an idea about what's going on here. It is one of the most effective forms of satire I've ever seen. In the in the game, all you do is shoot bugs. This game would be art if it existed in the movie's universe because this is the type of video game they would play. All you would do would be to shoot bugs. And it has the, uh, the propaganda interstitials too. I think this movie, this game should have been in the movie. A shame it came out a decade afterwards.
1: Oh, if this movie came out in 2018, there would be a scene of children all playing this game exactly. in school.
0: Oh, man. I, I, I will say this. As far as like actual positive, man, this movie looks incredible.
1: And by the way, you want to talk about ending a movie on a perfect note, This fucking movie ends with all of our main characters, all the ones who are still alive, (laughs) who you've grown to watch, and just turn into these fucking horrific nightmare people, like they're starring at the end of a recruitment video, like, hey, come with me, we'll do some science stuff. Hey, come with me, we'll go to space. Hey, come with me, you guys want to live forever? With these really young recruit kids, just showing that the war machine's just going to keep going forever and ever and ever. And then it just says, they'll keep fighting And they'll win. Credits. Like, boy, how do you watch that and go, that was just a dumb violent action movie. I don't understand. I
0: really think, I can't believe I'm saying this, because I know you won't, but you really need to watch the 1930 black and white German movie you do, called All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a very, very good movie, and it's, I think, the polar opposite in terms of... uh, like actual tone of the movie, but it's the same sort of idea that uh, it's a bunch of German students joining up for the war uh, and said, yeah, we'll, we'll be great. We'll be serving our country. Won't, this could possibly go wrong. And uh, lo and fucking behold, it does. <laughs> I think I
1: saw that in the film. Fight. Yeah, uh,
0: I do love this movie. But uh, I will say this. I laughed a lot while watching this, especially when Doogie Himmler showed up. Uh, oh, and so I... I I was kinda I I liked the the love scene between him and Dizzy and I I, I liked how good the effects were and I thought it was really effective satire and the ending made me feel terrible. This is like (laughs) as soon as you talk about yeah, the war machine will keep going and all this other stuff, talk about a movie that is this is one of the most feel-bad movies ever made. And I, I think that's a hot take.
1: the brightest sheen. Like, the brightest, most colorful, hey, hey everyone, beautiful sheen over. We're just gonna... This ex- society exists literally only to kill bugs. That is what we are good at. That, we have a bunch of pretty people with guns and ships. Like, they have all these fucking spaceships for no reason. But they found bugs to kill. So now that's what their purpose is. And
0: that's the thing. It's like, as soon as it... I think there was at some point where, uh where all the people were getting killed i I think i thought i i I possibly because i i had a look of horror in my face i was like oh my God, that's going to be North Korea soon, isn't it? We're going to put ground troops there because John Bolton wants uh-huh. us on the ground there. And we're going to have our people killed by North Koreans who don't understand what's going on. They're not going to be like uh, those uh, those people who, oh, save us. You know, they're not going to be like that because they're brainwashed by the Kim dynasty there. We're going to be killing people who don't know any better. We're going to be getting killed by people who are actually insane. And it's all going to be in the name of like, yeah, we're going to be saving people.
1: I don't know. The fact we that this might... movie is as resonant as it is today. Is fucking grim. I
0: really, really hope that. Oh God, that's the thing is Fox News is going to be so much worse than the it, Fox News is going to be Starship Troopers. It really is. <laughs> and, and you know what? I Are realized you
1: doing your part.
0: That's basically what they were doing during uh, the Iraq War, weren't they? Uh
1: huh. Correct. I have to admit.
0: Turns out, when your
1: whole country is just built as this imperialistic war machine, this movie's just going to keep on
0: making sense. Well, the essential question here is... Do you buy in? Because it doesn't look like there's much room for anyone who doesn't. This movie never portrays any... The movie, again, it doesn't actually ever portray a civilian. They could have done that at the end. You know? They they never portray it as like... This is what a civilian is like. They ju- they're just passive. They take their freedoms for granted. They could have done that. In fact, if this movie was made today... It would have been even less old... Because they would have had like a bleeding heart liberal... Drawing a painting... Of black people.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, with pink mohawk and earrings and a beard and boobs.
0: What, what is is, it, is it a guy or a girl? girl? Probably watch The Shape <laughs> of Water.
1: It's just two of the Starship Trooper guys standing outside a bathroom. Uh, sir, what is your
0: gender? <laughs> One's got a shotgun in his hands. The other is just <laughs> lied. Instead of like a vest of ammo, it's just a vest of grenades. Oh, my God, that's what it would be. It'd be a guy standing there with a shotgun.
1: Uh, someone who looks like a woman would go to walk in a men's room. They'd stop, put the gun in front of a pointy of the other door, and look at the camera and
0: go, I'm doing my part. And then everyone in the grocery <laughs> line uh, clapped for me.
1: And they all applauded for me, and they're like, no, Mr. President, you lack honor. <laughs> and then everyone saluted me, and they gave me a purple heart, and then I killed a bug by no, the
0: One thing that's kind of odd here is I, I understood what they were going for, but... One of the things that does make this movie very interesting is uh, the year it was released. This came out in 1997. This was not in the middle of a very big war, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure the first Gulf War had ended by this point, right? I
1: think so. I I don't
0: know. By 70 years old, I did not give a shit about the first Gulf War. I was very concerned about... uh, whatever cartoons I was watching at the time. My war
1: was the Rangers trying to stop Lord Zed and his next nefarious monster. Yeah. That was the only war I
0: cared about. So he made this independent. You know what? I bet I would have liked this movie a lot less if I had seen it uh, during the Iraq war. You know, I, I think it I, I don't think it would have been as cool because it would have it, bummed
1: cause you out because it would
0: have no really it would have been like uh it would have kind of fallen in with the crowd like because holy weird making the the liberals and they're all making their anti-war movies trying to make us feel bad for killing Iraqis, like I I think this movie would have kind of almost fallen in because I'm pretty sure I would have seen the uh, the the symbolism right there with Doogie Himmler. but like oh you're tr- it, oh, okay. it would have been
1: too on the nose yeah. There would have been something about looking for bug weapons. That, that scene with the amazing. bow tie
0: guy, that would have gone on for at least uh, three or five longer oh, minutes.
1: And these arachnids on their planet, they play the knockout game. <laughs> Imagine a bug. I find that the offensive. Of the look on his Taking face when he knee. says that. <laughs> Frankly, I find that
0: offensive. That guy is incredible. Is that the Hawk? Is is that the show they appear? They're appearing on the Hawk from uh (laughs) from Frisky Tingo. (laughs) It's Carter Hawkins, welcome to the the Hawk. Big pants. (laughs) Bigger hands always wins. (laughs) Not always. Come on. Who is it always with? (laughs) With my whore mom.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Ah man, what an incredible movie. I'm so glad I picked this on a whim because I haven't seen this in about this. ten years.
0: Uh, do you have anything planned for next week? Because I have two suggestions, but uh, we'll see if you have any. I do not. Nothing.
1: I looked at this. I looked at the theater, saw a wrinkle in time. No, like, no, 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 hey, no, no. I don't no, feel like, no, I don't feel no, like no, going. No, I have no, no desire. No. Boy, that movie looks like a John Carter waiting to happen, huh? That is gonna bomb.
0: Okay, let's do one just for my good friend Alex. Let's watch oh no. Enemies Closer. Oh my goodness! It's Jean Claude Van Damme.
1: Is she going to be on she it, or she ha- going spirit?
0: We cannot keep her from this episode. Yeah, she
1: she contractually has she, to be
0: She will probably be, I will be the moderator. I'll, every once in a while I'll be like, okay, if I could just say something about the cinematography. Well, back to Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's a oh vegan. Oh my god, is this a movie <laughs> where ice officers of the good <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Oh man, we're going to buy in. Pretty soon we're going to watch a Steven Seagal movie.
1: <laughs> oh man. i The second you say under siege, I'll wake up in a cold sweat. I am so ready.